Hey there, I'm a Christian. And I'm Sadek. And this is Two Shades of Brown, or actually, as it now is known, Shades of Brown. The new logo is final. It has been pushed out to um, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Google Play Music, all the places you can go to get your podcast. Please let me know how terrible it is. I appreciate all feedback. But uh, it's I, the, the Two Shades of Brown moniker just got a little too uh, mouthy, right? Like, it can yep. still be Two Shades of Brown, but I feel like Shades of Brown is a it's it fits better it's better for the brand it's more on brand yeah better better uh and this is episode uh 19 uh of shades of brown and our first topic uh it's gonna be a short on tech this week uh we're gonna be talking about intel and thunderbolt 3 um intel is going to make thunderbolt 3 royalty free to make adoption faster um, so what, what is, what the case is here is, so up to now, if you wanted in, uh, if you wanted Thunderbolt in your motherboard, you'd have to use an Intel chip called the Alpine Ridge chip to use the, use Thunderbolt ports in your motherboard. So it was, it was not being adopted by everybody. Even high-end motherboards didn't have, uh, Thunderbolt ports. So what do you think about this, Christian? So, okay, so there's something important to note here. Because you might be listening at home thinking, Thunderbolt 3, isn't that like USB-C? Because uh, the MacBooks, like the new MacBook Pros have Thunderbolt 3 USB-C controller input devices, right? Yeah. But it's, yeah. A, it's, it's a little confusing, right? So Thunderbolt 3 is a really good uh, like input lane for USB-C. It, you can use it as a USB-C. You can use it as like a Thunderbolt port, or you can use it as USB 3. 3.0, I believe some of them have Thunderbolt controllers in them. Yes, yes. So, but in the new MacBooks, for example, uh, they are USB. They are in there in the form of USB-C because USB-C is just the uh, connector. It isn't the uh, the lane for driving data and all that. So stuff. Thunder Thunderbolt is essentially a direct connection to the PCIe bus on the motherboard, which is which is cool, and it allows for stuff like connecting discrete GPUs directly without using a PCIe slot. So, like, Razer has some laptops where you can buy, like, the laptop that doesn't have a discrete GPU, and you buy a separate discrete GPU and connect it over Thunderbolt to the laptop, and now you have a discrete GPU for for video games uh, or any other thing that you might need it for. Yeah. So that's what Thunderbolt 3 allows. It's a really cool sort of tech. Uh, just adoption has been a sort of uh, hit and miss. And I feel uh, like this move is probably more, too, to help the... Uh the spread of USB-C. Because right now, yeah. right, if, you, um, if you're um, if you not paying for Intel's license for Thunderbolt and you want to use USB-C, you're doing what Apple does, let's say, on the MacBook I have, right? I have the 12-inch MacBook. Yeah. Which, uh, it's uh, a, a 2.0, no, it's a 3.0 controller, right? But it isn't over, over Thunderbolt. So, like, for example, you can drive a 4K display, but you can't drive the 5K display because there isn't enough buffer like yeah, a, there's, enough bandwidth for it. There's there's enough enough bandwidth uh, yeah. for that. Yeah. Even even though the the GPU can drive a display of that resolution, yeah. so this yeah. just makes this makes USB C a lot less confusing. Because once everyone goes for the Thunderbolt, it means that you can create peripherals for USB C that and have a better guarantee of what the speeds are going to be. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and that this is this is a thing that has been sort of a recurring theme. Of like Microsoft has said that USB C is not ready. For for the surface line yet because they just feel like it's it's a it's a big mess right now. That's that's what the thing is. Yeah. Uh, and I think sort of Intel stepping up here 
uh, and making the specification royalty free and making it available to other vendors to make their own chips uh, so they're not dependent on Intel uh, is good. Uh, it's just just what we need in the in this market. Like it, this is the last time this happened was back in the day when uh, when we still had Firewire. Uh, if anybody remembers that, rest um, in peace. So what happened was Intel pushed USB instead of Firewire. They, they, so that's why USB is the thing we use these days. So Intel pushing a certain standard is always like a important thing uh, to note because that's the standard we're probably going to be using uh, long term. Yep. So yeah, that that's that's our tech topic. That's the yeah. only tech topic. Because uh, you know, Shades of Brown is about computers and culture. And you know, some people might argue that uh, computers are culture, which is something I believe. But you know, yes. sometimes you just actually have to talk about culture. And to yeah. top off, we, we just got to start off with T Wayne. Oh T. my god, Wayne. this is so good. I I love this. <laughs> it's so this bad. It's good, man. Yeah. So okay, just for anybody who doesn't know, T Wayne is. Uh, is, is, is an album that was recorded in 2008 uh, by uh, T-Pain and Lil Wayne. Um, and as you may, might know, if you listen to hip-hop and during that era, um, it was a lot of 808s um, and a lot of auto-tune. And by the album that you may know, Kanye West's 808s and Heartbreaks, uh, it's, it's very much in that vein of uh, sort of a style of hip-hop. Uh, it's 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 just a throwback. It's it's just a nice thing to have. Uh, uh, just eight years later, it's just it's really nice. It's it's great, and mainly too because um, this album, right? It's it was released in 08 and uh, or it was recorded in 08 and there's been leaks of it in the such, right? But never like an yeah. official CDQ. Yeah. But what makes what makes it even more special is that Lowe never got to release it because of the whole there's a whole like problem with him and his label like the whole yeah. reason why the, the latest Carter album hasn't been released in a couple years is because his label is refusing to release it because of blah 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 business stuff which really isn't that important but I, like i thought this was lost of time because everyone was like yeah this probably isn't gonna get released because it's stupid business reasons right they're holding it right. hostage and i don't know where t-pain just dropped it the other day and you could tell us this was never finished like yeah, it feels yeah it's not it, it feels a little like it wasn't like there was no producer like went over it like and sort of like and cleaned, cleaned it, it up. up. It's like a, yeah. a lot of these are like rough drafts. Like the most thought out song is "Damn Damn Damn," yeah, which yeah. is oh my god. It you know, you know what's so... you know what's a good you know what's a really good track uh, track seven, "Snap Your Fingers." Could like this could have been a radio hit back in two thousand eight. You know why not? Days. Bring it back. Let's, let's just throw this on the radio, man. I think it would work. Like, uh, why not? Uh, everybody's into like the old school sounds these days. So why not? I mean, like Kendrick last album or the last to Pip Butterfly was jazz, right? Kanye yeah. went back to gospel for the life of Pablo. You know, let's go back to oh wait, it's been ten years. It's time for a resurgence. Resurgence of uh, nice hooks. Uh, snap your fingers. Uh, oh, you can God. find it on. You can you can find it on SoundCloud. Uh, we're gonna put a link to it, obviously, in the yeah, show notes. Which you can find always at twoshadesofbrown.com. Correct. Um, so it's it's nice throwback. Um, nice to hear from T Pain. I, I want the new T Pain album though. That's what I don't know. I, when is it? I, when is it dropping? As like I heard rumors about it last year. I just want. I don't know. I hope it comes out. That that'll be a good album too. It's, uh, that one's gonna. You know what? I'm prediction. It's gonna bump in the whip. I haven't I heard wish. it yet. I haven't heard the new T Pain, <laughs> but it's gonna bump in the whip. So who cares, right? Yeah, yeah T Pain's always uh, a visionary in this in this industry. 
The next album I think we're going to be talking about is um, uh, Logic's latest uh, album uh, titled Everybody. It's uh, it's it's an it's, album, I guess. It is an album. It is an album for sure. Um, let's let's start. Like, why why is it like sort of like contentious um, as an album? I think is because of the of the main theme of the entire album that sort of resonates and logic really like drives it home uh, is, is the fact that he's biracial and how that impacts his life, how that impacts his worldview, how that, how that sort of like, it, like impacts his art and it, all, all this stuff um, is in this sort of uh, album throughout. Um, and I think it's, it's a decent album, but I think what, what the problem is here is logic's ability to, Put a coherent sort of story together. I think is is lacking. He's not. He's not Kendrick. He yeah. can't. Um, his, he can't his really do that. Narrative ability is clumsy, and arguably not original. Yeah, it's it's, it's like bit, this whole album is I, just like it's like trite, right? It's just like what is yeah? What you doing? Like he's talking about like how he's biracial, but then he's like, man, what's white privilege? I'm biracial, and like that line of itself, it's like I. I don't know. You you got light skin, so you know there's there's some privilege to that, right? Like that's yeah. like that's like it's that kind of thing. It's right throughout the album. It's like I have there are problems that have been presented to me, and like the the type of person I am. But I'm also not going to acknowledge other valid viewpoints because I believe that mine's the most inclusive. It's like it's not like from a place of malice, but from a place of just like I think I yeah, figured it out, right? Like, I, I yeah, there's I don't think there's malice here. I think there's a sort of a preaching uh, vibe to the album, uh, especially on the track uh, "America," which I think is the best track on the album, just because it has like Black Thought, Chuck D, and No ID on it. But um, it's 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 the most sort of sort of like cultural social justice track on this. Album. I think it's the best one. Uh, yeah. But, like, he really, like, he's driving it home. He's just telling, like, yeah, this is what our people of color should be doing. Uh, and I think, I don't, I don't think he really has that sort of position where he can be preaching. Uh, I mean, if he feels like he can be preaching about it, I mean, it's his art. He can say whatever he wants. But at the end of the day, people are going to judge him. For... It, it, it's like his, 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 like, want or his need to have all the perspective blinds him of every perspective, right? He's like, this album's from everyone's point of view. And like, really, it ends up being from no one's point of view except his own. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's trying to make it so that this is like some sort of universal... Um, like the, the, the sort of the message uh, behind a lot of tracks is that uh, human beings, you know, equality, and we should all like get together, uh, get along. Um, I mean, that, that's not a new message. That's, not, that's an old message, but... Like and it's also used. A, it's also a message that is used by a lot of people to deny others of their experiences, right? Y- yes, that's that's. I don't think Logic is trying to. I don't think he's trying to, but he he gotta like it's. See, that's like his like almost ignorance, right? To it, where it's like you're listening yeah. to it, and I'm like, if you go on Twitter and if you like, uh, don't don't go on Twitter, by the way. It's a bad place. <laughs> take care, take care of yourself. But if you do, right, and then you go to like the people who are like. I don't see color and it's like everyone's the same and it's like you use that kind of thinking to yeah, deny that's, people it's, it's, of the impression and the experience that they've gotten. Yes. It, at, 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 the, at best, this album comes off from like a point of like naive uh, idealism uh, from from Logic. Um, 
especially in this time, I think uh, naive idealism is not going to get us very far. Uh, it's not a it's not a good look, as it were. Yeah, it's just it's just it does the album as a whole is I, I don't I didn't really enjoy most of the tracks. Like, I can't tell you yeah. what other what other content. I mean, like so I'm I'm. I want to talk about the story too, right? Because it's yeah. like not even an original story for it. Yeah. He, uh, I think he like paid the guy who wrote The Martian um, to uh, to basically co-opt a story that was, uh, what's it called? A story that was already uh, created. Like he's it just, it's weird, right? It's just yeah. like, it's the whole skit and all this stuff, right? Yeah, but, there's but, a skit, yeah. But the story is like an already, like it's, it's a story, it's someone else's story that he's just weaving into his own album. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the skit stuff is a bit cliche, like the God stuff, the um, the Neil deGrasse Tyson feature. Um, I, I mean, don't, I love what? I love Neil deGrasse Tyson, but it's uh, it's a little bit um, it's it, it's it's like even into like the last album, um, the Incredible. I actually story had like, I, it was a good yeah. album, but like the story of it, it was like, but it was like self contained, and it was just like, oh, it's a little sci fi thing that helps weave together these. And in this one, it's like the skits are so long and they're so not good. And like the more you listen to it, the more you realize that it just lacks originality. And like it's like it, it reads of like a freshman thesis, right? Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, like you know, like the kind of dudes just like rip bongs and are like, "What if there were no laws?" <laughs> like you know, it, it, it's just like that kind of stuff. It's just, and I'm like, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, I guess for everyone was the same, but that's not how the world it's just, works. It's just, it's like, just a lot. It's just like what like an undergrad would say if after like their first like uh, philosophy and sociology class. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, what if we just erase racism and it's like that's not how the world no, works, that's yeah there's a lot of complexity that's, uh, you're erasing um and i think uh, and, the, and erasing that complexity is what makes it so offensive yeah. right it's because it's it's even if, if it's not like if it's not your intention to or not you're still denying folks of their experiences and all that yeah. even if you don't mean it and it's something you have to be cognizant yeah of because and and he comes about this he's like i'm rapping from everyone's perspective man i'm black and i'm white i'm biracial and i'm like that's a bad meme man that's I don't think that's a good yeah that's not a good look to have you can't be going around saying that you're rapping you can't you can't have someone who appears to be white like you you got to recognize where you stand you don't look black right like I mean you just don't and so if you're like saying oh yeah I can speak from the perspective of all the black Americans in the country I'm like I no really. no I don't think that's like as some of the tracks like I think he's talking about how his experience um where he lived um. And how his household was like, you know, like a biracial household. And I, I, I get, I get it. Like, I, like, but the thing is, it's just the rest of it is not there. Like, the, the rest of his him is just him preaching, sort of from, uh, from like how he, he, how his sort of childhood, uh, sort of makes him like, uh, like sort of like understanding both cultures equally and both, uh, like in a in a manner that's like, you know, like I can solve problems from both perspectives right it's that's not it's, yeah. it's not working like there's no good thesis um but the problem is too right at the end when you get to african area and you realize that somewhere along the line he actually figured it out and then said fuck it and did something else right yeah. because if you're listening to african area and you're like if the whole album was that right him just talking about his own perspective and no one else yeah it would be serviceable yes. it would be perfectly yep. fine yeah it'd be mm-hmm. it would have a much stronger message but because he tries to like be like oh this is a holistic view of the world that i can give to you, can give to the audience. Right. 
And how does he puts it on that grander level? It's just like not really. If you only if you scaled it back and if you only spoke to your own experiences, then you would have a lot more like a lot better, a lyrically more cohesive project. And maybe if you took out that stupid story, it, it would be a lot shorter, a lot more concise, yes. and a lot better. Yes, Africa Ryan, um, uh, Aryan, however you say that word, uh, Africa Aryan. That's that's a terrible name um, for a track. Well, actually, I mean, it makes. I sense, mean, it makes though, sense. Right? It's hard to say. It goes the whole, uh, but <laughs> well, it goes for the whole like biracial thing. Yeah, over, right? I think that is the that is that's a good track because it is really like focusing on his his childhood, his family. Um, and I think that if you focus, like, if the album was more about him and his family, uh, not about some sort of solution uh, to our to the social ills. Um, yeah, then you get like uh, anxiety and the Wayne Eight Hundred. Oh yes, yeah, that, yeah, that, song I mean that. Yeah, those two were good songs. He's only speaking about his own experience, yes, right? Yes. And that's that's where he shines as a lyricist. Yes, yeah. and and I mean even in two, it's not all shit on the album because you get to the. Uh, so the production is immaculate. Yeah, it, it is. It sounds. But, it sounds. Great. But most of that's his producer, so I don't really want to put that in himself. <laughs> right. Like, of course, Logic has his own production uh, chops with this, right? Yeah. But really, most of it is just his producer six. But it's really good, though. Yeah. Like the, that's that's the problem with this album. You listen to it for like first time, like you know, you just listen to music, you're just chilling, listen to it, and it's like, wow, I can I fuck with this. And the more you get into it, the more you're like, that there's a hole there. Yeah. Oh, there's a hole there. Yep. This whole this whole like narrative really needs uh, some editors. Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's it's a meh, uh, meh yeah. album uh, as it were. Uh, I think I think this that's all that can be said about. Uh, it's worth a listen, I think. Um, if you wanna. Yeah, it's, there's there's a couple good tracks from it. You're not gonna come away stupid disappointed. No, no, it's 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 decent. The production is decent, obviously. Um, it's worth a listen the whole way through. Um. I think especially America's track number six uh, and Africa, Ryan, um, track number 13. Yeah. And from that, we're going to move on to another hip hop album uh, that came out recently. And I have never actually listened uh, to the. Really? I'm, I, no. Well, let's say first, let's say what it is. It's uh, Renaissance by the Underachievers. Underachievers. So they're from um, East Coast uh, hip hop, too. Yeah, they're New York rappers. New York rappers uh, released an album. Um, I listened to the whole they, thing, but only one. It was uh, so well. I think they were they're a spinoff, right? Like two of the dudes from Flatbush Zombies. Please at me if I'm wrong, because I, I think I might be wrong with that. Yeah. But they were uh, it's two of them, and I have been listening to them since their 2014 release, Cellar Door Terminus Ut Extraordinary. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. that. Exordum. Mm-hmm. There we go. I I mangled that name, and I apologize. <laughs> but it's uh, it's good stuff. They are they're a good act. Yeah, I, I I listened to the whole thing. It's had some good lyricism in there, but I like the only track. It's really heady. I like it yeah. though. Like we we gotta talk. It's like the, this is the exact opposite of Logic, right? If for better and worse, mm-hmm. like Underachievers is super heady lyricism. It's like that super deep thought, like New York style stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, like it's like in the same sort of line of like Doom and sort of like some of the uh, members of the Wu Tang of like Ghostface Kill and all yeah. that, all that sort of like really heady really well thought out mm-hmm. and just like super strong and super brash in what their message yeah. is yeah yeah i like my favorite track uh track uh, crescendo uh is, is, is it has like some really good verses in it like I, I, it's it's great but like i i didn't really like feel like the whole album as a whole like maybe i need to listen to it a little bit more because i feel like it's uh it's in the same vein of like a kendrick album right well i mean like 
in, in like how you how you consume it yeah because like logic right you just listen to it once maybe look it up some some of the lyrics on genius and you're done yeah but the with uh, underachiever projects you always got to go back and like sort of like tear it apart and put it back together yeah. and just like because it they're good their their writing is well enough that you can do that and there's and there's like an actual reward mm-hmm. for pulling at the strings yeah it's definitely uh a very uh you know, it's it's you gotta you gotta sit with genius.com and you know just gotta take a look at the, all the lyrics. I do that anyway for hip hop albums. I think genius.com, like I, I wanna talk about genius.com as a thing. Uh, as like a sort of a cultural phenomenon, uh, I think is is, is is how we listen to hip hop is has changed. I think a lot of people just when they first wanna listen to an album, the first thing I do is is pull up genius.com and go through every track. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. What do you think? I honestly, actually, this is a great. I want to go back to the logic on for a minute. He spent he has an hour video where he it explains every single lyric from uh his from everyone. Yeah, and on just it was done with genius. And I I want to say that like there's a right way to explain your art and there's a wrong way to explain your art. And there's nothing wrong with having art explained to you because the whole this whole like uh, I'm about to sound like freshman in college but i'm sorry there's this whole right it's just like oh art is meant to be only experienced by like the person right where it's like they must have their own thoughts on it and it's like i don't know sometimes i look at something and i'm like i genuinely don't understand what this is because right if you have like there's like it's like the quote-unquote high art right where it's like this is high culture and only if you are a cultured person you can understand this where it's like i don't know it's uh sometimes there's some some like some art you look from like say art from like other cultures from like other parts of the world you look at it and it's like i don't have the background to understand this so it's really nice to have it explained it to me there's some people who are like you have some people who just speak about like gang life and stuff and it's like if you know a group around that it's really great to have it explained to you because yeah it does not because it's not something you know and even if you keep listening to the lyrics, you're gonna pull out the wrong message yeah that's the thing like a lot of time um like the, the, i, I want to point out like one album that i sort of made me use genius.com more was uh, Kanye West's Yeezus. Um, the first time I, I listened to Yeezus, I got I was extremely turned off. Like the sound was very harsh. I didn't really like like the lyrics. Uh, like it wasn't it wasn't jamming with me. Uh, but I went back, uh, went to genius.com, sat through every track one by one, sat through the lyrics, sat through the production notes, you know, like just look everything up. And as as a result, like I appreciate Kanye's work a lot more. I appreciate the album uh, a lot more. And if I didn't do that, like I wouldn't have uh, like understood that album. Like, and I would have been ignorant uh, of it. Uh, and I think that's sort of like where like it's, like it's just that you're not gonna have all all the knowledge all the time. So you're gonna have to look it up. Yeah, and even then too, right? It's like. Uh... But we can go back to the tech angle for a minute too, where it's just like Genius.com is a really interesting tech company just to talk about, like take it away from the culture stuff, right? Yeah. It's because it's at first they wanted to be a platform for the web, right? They wanted to build a layer on top of like HTML yes. for annotations. That completely yeah. failed. So yeah. now they pivoted into like uh, making videos and all that sort of stuff while yeah, like, yeah. not really touching their core platform. Because it used to be like not, it used to be just Rap Genius and then they like news articles and all this other stuff you were able to annotate and that just kind of died yeah uh the the annotation stuff people didn't really like it because it felt like if, even if a site had comments disabled um people would just use genius.com to annotate over it which felt like sort of a 
That's like, also a really good like harassment tool, right? Yeah, it's like writing on somebody's wall when they don't want you to. It's it's a bit rude, I think. Um, so I think I think that not taking off, I think, was a good thing. But there are rest of it, like like if you go to genius.com, it was rapgenius.com before, now it's all genius.com. And and you have like stuff like inside how Lil Yachty build a brand that's bigger than hip hop, stuff like that, you know, like think pieces. Uh, feature feature articles, videos. Um, it's know. just like it's. I I want to I want to keep going back to the tech angle of it because I think this is tech. Like I said earlier, tech and, and cultures and computers are all like the same thing, right? Yeah. It's it's essentially the Buzzfeedification of like liner notes because it's what mm. what's Buzzfeed? Is Buzzfeed a, a a content company or are they a tech company? Right. Yeah, I've always been willing to say that they are a tech company before they are a content company because they can scale to anything. And they and BuzzFeed can be found on any service. Yeah, and they have a and they have a platform. They have a CMS that allows them to just throw whatever sticks at a wall. And as long as one or two pieces blows up, they're they're uh, monetizing it well enough. Yes, that's the thing. BuzzFeed just just outputs everywhere. Like you you won't find a platform where BuzzFeed isn't on. Like that's that's the thing, right? They just yeah. And then you have Genius, right? Where they're essentially trying to do the same thing. Where it's like right now they're doing it hip hop just because hip hop's popular, right? But they have their own news. Uh, outlet, right, where you can annotate over news articles and all that stuff. Even if it hasn't blown up, even if they scaled it back, it's still interesting to see that, like, the tech and the culture just go hand in hand there, and without the tech, you can't have the culture. Yeah. Which is, um, well, so, I want to, let, let's hop to, like, the main topic, though, right? Like, what is, how it is genius, like, helping or hurting, like, art itself? And I think it's helping it, right? Because it's, it's just, like, people get mad. There's right and wrong ways to explain your art, right? Like I said yes. earlier, the wrong way is what Logic did. The right way would be for the artist to like, uh, you know, um, have you ever read a Syracuse and Mac OS Ten review? Yes, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, but instead of lots of footnotes and parentheses, if he says, for example, right, like a new feature in the Finder lets you run Apple scripts, and uh, this new Apple script feature lets you do X, Y, and Z. Here's an example. At least four out of five of those sentences are all links to uh, support pages or technical documents. And I feel like that's how like genius is best used, where there's a bit of an explanation, but then there's also a link or something like that that will lead you to another page. Like say for example, you have um, an artist like MF Doom who he makes like a really good comic book reference, but you've never read the comic. So in, if in genius annotation you say, hey, this is he's talking about this one panel that happened in this one issue of Captain America. Here's also a link to the whole issue. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good thing. Like uh, making that sort of footnote as it were uh, yeah it's an it's it's hypertext right yeah <laughs> it's what it is it's like yeah, it this is. Is why genius is good because it is basically what an extension of the web and i that's i know it sounds kind of gross and bad but hear me out right it's like links are what make the internet so great right it's just it's it's we're just browsing documents like i don't care about your web apps I care about your ant platform your instant articles we're just browsing documents it's yes all, it's all it, cyber it's all html and css and javascript uh, but yes, it, it that's the good thing I think about Genius. You can link to it's like Wikipedia where you have you know like footnotes to the source material. Uh, I think yeah, Genius.com is is an overall a good thing. Uh, I don't I don't see any downside to it. Except for artists who get upset because someone's trying to explain their art, and I just roll my eyes at that piece. It's like yes, your art is meant to be explained. But you know you know what every high school class does? They uh they read Shakespeare and then they spend a day dismantling what the hell he just said. Because comprehension I mean, is important. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a topic to be discussed there, uh, like the death of the artist or like the sort of like the, 
Like once your art is out in the world, does it really belong to you? It does not. Anymore? Once you once once you put something out into the world, it's for everyone else to judge. Like this podcast, right? The moment I'm done editing it and I send it to you and you upload it, it is no longer ours. It is to be judged. People can yell at me about my bad editing. People can praise me for my good editing. People can tell me the album art's bad or the uh, show art's bad. People can tell me that the uh, the mixing is bad or whatever or that our topics right. are boring. But that's not right. uh, that's not ours anymore. The responsibility we still bear the responsibility of creation, but do we? But the burden of maintenance, right? Does that fall into us? Like the how it how it is received? That's out to the, yeah, I don't, the culture. Yes, yes. That's uh, I think I think Kendrick mentioned this uh, in his interview that he did with uh, Zane Lowe, right? With Zach, Zane Lowe, yes. Um, it's a really good interview. Everybody should uh, watch it. Um, but he mentioned that it's just like he he just lets the artist out in the world and people like interpret it. Like he he knows that's the thing, and I think that's sort of what you need to get away from it is that art is um, once you release it into the world is sort of sort of this entity by itself. Like it's it's like a creation. It's like alive. It's it's uh it's like a living thing. Uh, people will remix it. People will talk about it. People will analyze it. Uh, and I think you, you can be upset about like maybe somebody understood it wrong or they, they misinterpreted. But that's maybe a reflection of yourself, right? If someone misinterprets your words, then maybe you're just saying your words wrong. And I mean, I, maybe, it's, it's hard. Yes, it's hard yeah. to admit that you're wrong on that, but you gotta, that's the whole thing yeah. about being like an, a functioning person. You just gotta be, be able to admit that you made mistakes and you grow from them. Yeah. Be humble yeah. as it were. Ooh. With, with that, <laughs> with that, we're going to end this week. Yeah. Um, you can find us um, on two shits com. Obviously um, also contact us via email contact at two shades of Um You can find me on Mastodon at static save at Mastodon.zombocloud.com. And Christian, I'm uh, at Tros- at Trosified at boys.computer right that's is that that's how mastodon does their urls yes yes, yes. there we go all right uh with that uh goodbye bye